of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. everybody. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. I am here today with Jacob Starnes, missionary to Chad, Africa. Jacob, thanks for being with me tonight, and uh, thanks for uh, uh, blessing us with your presence and talking about your ministry there in Africa. Excited to be here. So uh, tell me, uh, and and, uh, for those listening, I uh, met Jacob at a the Lubbock Area Baptist Association quarterly meeting just uh, a month or so back, three or four weeks ago probably, and and um, uh, found out he was needing a camel, <laughs> and uh, and I just found that fascinating, and we met for coffee and talked a little bit, and so he's told me his story a little bit, but Jacob, uh, could just rehash that, what you told me. Tell me your story, how you ended up where you are um, serving, um, and, and you're in language training right now, um, so just kind of walk through how that process, how you got to that to the point where you are now, and then what you'll be doing in in Africa. Well, let's see. Um, well, I kind of grew up um, kind of next to the mission field. My parents were my dad was a diplomat, and we were in different countries every three years. We'd always be heavily involved with missionaries. It's something that really stuck with me. Um, I'll skip a lot, come to Texas Tech here in Lubbock, and um, took a class called Perspectives, and really convicted by a lot of stuff in that class, a class about missions, missions today, missions in history, strategies, methodologies. Um, Yeah, one thing that really struck out to me was, um, you know, in the Great Commission, Jesus says, go make disciples of every nation, most Bibles say nation, but the word there is ethne, and a better word would be ethnicity. And um, depending on who you ask, there's about 17,000 ethnicities um, or ethne today. And about 60% of them have a functioning body of believers, uh, a church basically, even if it's small. 40% do not. And I was really shocked to find out that 9 out of 10 missionaries are going to the 60% and only 1 out of 10 are going to the 40%. And I just really felt convicted and um, just burdened to be one of those 1 out of 10 going to the unreached. And um, specifically, as I began talking with organizations and teams, um, talking with my team leader now, he was explaining how from North Africa to Mongolia, nomads are typically neglected by missionaries. Um, Not intentionally, it's just that they're so hard to get close to. They're always moving their animals around, and so people would rather, you know, start a church among villagers, settled people. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, nomads are kind of like the unreached within the unreached. And I just, um, you know, as I began praying into that, felt a lot of peace and um, direction towards that team. So that's how I joined. Okay, and what's what's the organi- organization that you are uh, going with right now? I'm with Pioneers. Okay, Pioneers. And this is a, a um, self-supported ministry, right? You're raising correct, support correct. for that. Okay. Um, and how often do you come, come over here to raise support? They want us to do a four-to-one ratio, so technically – Someone could do four years on, one year off. Um, it's usually just big families that do that that need a whole year off. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a single man, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes more sense for me just to be off, you know, just long enough to to rest a little bit and catch up. You know, it's inevitable that I lose supporters, so I need mm-hmm. to come back and raise a few more. Um, 
So what I've chosen to do is a year and a half, two years on, about three months off, and this is my first time off. So um, that may change, but that's the ratio that I'm going to go with for now. What's the uh, people group that you'll be doing something else, some sort of job or something? And and fortunately, Jacob is going uh, to a country where you can go in as a as a missionary, and there are there are countries that that allow that. Um, are, are, have you seen or do, are you aware of um, maybe doors that have opened in Chad uh, and among that people group that that um, maybe didn't exist before? That some new um, new things that are going to help you um, uh, in ministry, or are, the, are these uh, mainly people that have kind of been living the same way for centuries? Exactly. That's okay. Actually it. They've been, you know, since Abraham or even before that, they have not changed their way of life. Wow, long time. <laughs> yep. So they are they're very loyal to their um, their culture. Um, they 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 take very a lot of pride in being nomad and maintaining that lifestyle mm. and. Um, from what I've under what what I've heard from other missionaries who have um, tried to bless them with different things, you know, um, there's not a whole lot of interest in um, like technology, for instance. Mm-hmm. If, if you give them something that'll break, uh, something that requires being a mechanic, they're not going to want to. Um, to well, I don't. I don't that. want that either. You know, <laughs> throw it away it, and buy a new one. <laughs> exactly. Once it breaks, um, yeah. You know, so. Not too different from us. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw it away and get something else. No, I'm kidding. Uh, my team leader right now is um, exploring the possibility of um, teaching literacy because mm-hmm. um, illiteracy is uh, a, a bit of a problem among okay. the Arab nomads. So that's a mm-hmm. long ways off for us. First, we have to learn how to speak Arabic and sure. read Arabic and yeah. read standard Arabic, Quranic yeah. Arabic. So um, that's a possibility. That's a far-off possibility. But yeah. Is Arabic similar to Hebrew where you read from right to left? We do. Okay. Yeah. And it, and no spaces in in between the words or, or I mean are there are, there's spaces okay uh, okay not between the letters in the I mean, word, if you read but, some ancient Hebrew it goes from um, word to word without any spaces oh, that's yeah, why yeah. it's hard to <laughs> translate sometimes um, so um, what about are you aware of any any besides the relational aspect you mentioned about um, uh, being able to get in and earn, earn their trust are there any other barriers that you foresee that that might um, be difficult to overcome. Let's see. And granted, you know, again, you, you're we're, not on the field yet, exactly. so there may be some things you discover when you get there. Exactly. But. We're very much trying to um, start off. Like I said, we're a new team. We, we want to start off with an open mind, flexibility as, um, you know, a, a core component to everything we do. Um, I can share some stories if you want about how worldview sure. yeah. plays around. <laughs> So um, one thing that a lot of missionaries talk about and something I've seen in my own um, discussions is, um, at least in North Africa especially, um, there's a lot to say about um, Islamic worldview. Um, Arguing from reason doesn't always have as much value, Hmm. but they understand arguing from authority because in a lot of Islamic contexts, um, they they are taught to accept something at face value. It is just because it is. Don't question it. Hmm. This is truth. End of story. Mm-hmm. And um, many ways, it seems like maybe that's kind of an easier conversation to have with be. people. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. So I'll give you an example of not using that. And the one time it, I did see it work, there was this one guy who had a conchiri. He was selling. Um, floor tiles 
and he wouldn't let me walk into his store with the Bible. He was yelling at me, and he just kept repeating himself. There's no God, but there's only one God. There's only one God, only one God. And he just wouldn't let me get a word in. And um, I pointed down at the floor because he had floor, tiles on his floor. I said, you see that tile? And he got kind of short-circuited. He said, yeah, what about it? I said, is that one tile? He said, yes, that tile is one. I said, good, good. So I went over and I patted my hand on it. I said, one, I patted more tiles. One, two, three, four, five. I said, let's pretend each of these tiles is a person. Um, And if I take three of these tiles, is that one tile? He said, no, that tile, those are three tiles. I said, yes, you're right. If I take one tile, can that tile be three? He said, no. I said, you're right, you're right. Three cannot be one and one cannot be three. Then I pointed at a square box. I said, you see that box? Is that box one? He said, yes, that box is one. I said, good, good, good. So I began to pat the, all the sides, the square sides of the box. One, two, three, four, five, six. I said, this box is one, and it has six sides. We believe in a God that is one God, but has three persons. And uh, I, I fully understand that I can... President, he'll be uh, stepping down once uh, they find a replacement. But um, um, the the missions that I was... that. I saw when I was growing up, as I mentioned, just, you know, missionaries would come to my church. It was so distant to me. It was almost like there was no connection, uh, and there should have been. And so often people get the idea that, um, well, you know, I give my offering to the church, and some of that goes to the cooperative program, and therefore I've done my part. I'm I'm done. <laughs> Missions is for somebody else. Um, and, and I'm not saying everybody is called to go live in a foreign country. I understand that you know not everybody's called to that. But even for those that aren't, I still think everybody is called to uh, to serve in making God known among the nations. And and I'm glad you mentioned the, the ethnic uh, ethnic. That's that's the concept of a nation in the Bible. We get so caught up on countries as nations, and that's not what it is. A nation is a group, a people group, and and so um, uh, what? How do people? How can they see themselves as partners in missions more than just? Uh, you know, my my hope is that in my local church and in any church I'm a part of that that missions is. Um, very real to them. It's not something that's distant. It's not oh, there's the, there are these people serving overseas and serving in other countries, and and you know I'm giving some money that somehow gets to them. I, I don't want them to see. I want them seeing themselves as a partner, even though they may have never met people. And and you you know you're you're not with the IMB, but you're with another organization. But still, certainly believers around the world can see themselves as partners in in your ministry. I mean, how can people uh, realize that and see themselves as partners in missions? Uh, well, one thing I'd like to just touch on is kind of related to your question. Um, you know, living in Lubbock or near Lubbock, there's a huge international community. And a lot of these unreached people groups are coming here to, to study. Mm-hmm. And um, something that's crazy is that a lot of these students, they'll be here for, you know, two, four, six, eight years. Uh, on average, only one out of ten will ever step foot inside an American's home, be invited into an American's home. And that is a huge privilege. If you can just bring someone into your home, mm-hmm. give them dinner, just love on them, that that already um, just speaks volumes and just pouring the love of God into their heart and into their life and just displaying for them who Jesus is. So, um, you know, we're blessed in a day and age where they're coming to us. We don't have to go to them, um, not all of them at least. And so, you know, that, that's something that uh, I, I like to remind people continually. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I would just say, 
you know, again, how I treat my senders is I want to make sure they're always reminded that they are, um, you know, I believe equally sharing in this um, endeavor, that they, we, we are coworkers, we are partners. And that's not just something I throw around. That's something I really um, try to stress. Um, and, you know, I give them updates, give them stories and pictures of what we are doing um, and make sure they, they understand they are involved. And it's not mm-hmm. just um, – even though they're in a geographically different location, they are sharing in a part of this, and it is um, something we will harvest for all eternity together, um, God's harvest. Mm. That's good, man. Um any food you're going to miss when you go over there? <laughs> uh, pork, for sure. I've been getting... Pork? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I never thought of that, but I would have thought Reese's or something. I don't know if they have Reese's over there. But <laughs> never seen Reese's, but I have been... Probably hadn't seen Dr. Pepper over there, too. I'm no, sure that's, no. that's like a very rare thing. They probably have Coca-Cola, I'd imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a common, common thing. I'm sure they even have McDonald's. They have McDonald's and Chad? No? Not Chad, not that I know of. Really? Mm-hmm. I was in uh, Helsinki, Finland... One time, and they had eleven subways. They had more subways than McDonald's in Finland. Wow. So. <laughs> Interesting. But, uh, well, Jacob, thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, talking and talking about your ministry. And you have my prayers. And and hopefully, people that listen to this will um, uh, will we'll pray for you too. And I know there are several in this area that are praying for you. Probably probably all over the world that are praying for you. And uh, um, um, I would love to update people on what's going on in your life. In ministry, so uh, thanks for being here to uh, talk and share this. It's been an honor. So, well, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones here on the Active Worship Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>